Welcome to Quit Bleeping Around, a podcast dedicated to helping you achieve more in life. Here's your host, Christina Eanes. Hey, Super Achievers. This episode is part of a very special series I have curated for you. Your level of emotional intelligence is one of the most significant contributors to your success in life, however you choose to define success for you. In my emotional intelligence workshops, I use the EQI 2.0 model to help professionals and leaders assess how they are doing in self-perception, self-expression, interpersonal relationships, decision-making, and stress management, the main areas of the model. The model contains 15 competencies grouped into each of the areas I just mentioned. You can learn more about the model at mhs.com. So what is so special about this series? Each episode is a deep dive into a competency from the model with an expert who provides you with strategies for improving your emotional intelligence. In this episode, Hassan Kamel tells us about emotional intelligence and the EQI 2.0 model. Hassan is the lead consultant for OKA. He is a master trainer, a skilled facilitator, an experienced executive coach, and organizational development consultant. Welcome, Hassan. Thank you for joining us today. Well, thank you, Christina. Well, I'm excited you're here. You're kicking off this whole series that we're having on emotional intelligence, in particular using the EQI 2.0 model. But before we do that, can you share a little bit about yourself with our listeners? Sure. So I'm the lead consultant here at OKA, and um, I I basically do a variety of different things at OKA from delivery, uh, consulting, coaching, uh, but really the emotional intelligence model or assessment in general is one of many that we use to help people uh, develop uh, better skills at leading, at being part of a team, at being more effective professionally, but also personally. Yeah, I love it. Well, and and emotional intelligence is like the foundation for all of that, right? (laughs) Absolutely. No, absolutely. Yes. (laughs) Well, so let's set the tone. And for our listeners, can you define emotional intelligence? Sure. So really, in sum, it's it's the total sum of our behaviors that we bring into the world with us to deal with situations in general. So it's how do we show up? And what am I more connected to and able to display, to engage, to leverage in order to appear and show up in a more effective way to deal with situations in life in general? Mm, Yeah. So we can get into the benefits of emotional intelligence and why Mm. it's so important. But the the first thing that pops up, because I used to work in in an area where it's like emotions, we don't need emotions. (laughs) So what, what are your thoughts on that and how it relates to emotional intelligence? Yes. No, that's a great question. I mean, I I certainly, I, the way I was raised, the way I was brought up and taught and, you know, professionally and everything, hey, if we put emotions on an ice bucket and just leave it there, we <laughs> will be able to deal with the situation logically and we'll be good. <laughs> but really, emotional intelligence is about bringing, one, being attuned to emotional information and data that our body signals us with, but also using our emotion plus our cognition to be more effective at handling situation. And that's really what Ruven Baron, the author of this model, uh, that's really MHS's model now, is talking about bringing our cognition, but also our emotions 
to be able to handle the situation. If I may, I mean, two wings to the same bird, you need both Mm -hmm. in order to be more effective at handling life. Oh, absolutely. Right. I love that. Uh, Emotion and cognition. Now, before we dive a little deeper into that, um, can you share a little bit about, I know some people confuse emotional intelligence with personality. Sure, sure. No, personality, I mean, and if you believe in Jung's uh, personality type theory, our personality is almost genetic. He didn't use those terms, but it's innate, more innate preferences. We show up a certain way, just like I can't change my skin color. I am who I am. That's my personality. We can develop over the arc Uh, the arc of our life, but we are the same personality rooted in the same preferences and way of looking at the world. Um, So that's personality. But our emotional intelligence is really more about what are the behaviors that I bring with me? If I'm bringing a, a tool belt and all the tools on it are behavioral in nature, well, behaviors are a choice. I can go into a situation, engage a certain context knowing that my personality preference, if I default to them, they would assist me in handling this situation. Well, that's great. But also, what if I engage in my default mode, and it actually, I know cognitively that that won't help me. Showing up just how I naturally show up would not be the most conducive to bringing on the results that I want. Now I can choose. I can choose the behaviors I engage with. But it's not just behaviors. It's partly about authenticity. How am I really aligned with who I am? So it's the behaviors I choose to bring. Sometimes I bring those and they're in my default mode, naturally in my wheelhouse. But sometimes I may need to stretch out of my comfort zone and behave differently, not because it's easy, but because it's the right thing for the context I'm going into. That's really emotional intelligence. Oh, I love that perspective. And this brought a whole bunch of stuff together for me here. (laughs) 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 Nice. So then leading into that naturally, why is it important that we work on our emotional intelligence? Well, it's important because we need to strike the perfect balance. If it's like being effective with my emotional intelligence is like making a, a drink or a baking a cake. We need the right ingredients that are put together to be able to show up in the most effective and best way. One ingredient here, I need a little bit of this, I need a little bit of that. But one ingredient here, I may just need a little dash of that. But for the next situation I go into, I need to bring a little bit more of it. So all of a sudden, it's I need a level of connection to all of those aspects of my emotional and social intelligence. And there are five composites in that model that Reuven Baron, uh, you know, brought to the world. And each of them are further broken down into their subscales or elements of our emotional intelligence. And these are kind of the building bricks of the model. So each of them shows up or manifests in the world in the way I behave. And maybe I need in one situation, just a little dash of assertiveness would be good enough. But then all of a sudden I go into another situation. Well, I need a bit more assertiveness. So constant work on emotional and social intelligence means that I really need to have relatively good high engagement with most of them. Not too high, 
but high enough so that I'm able to bring that tool and use it effectively in one context and then put it back and be able to survive without it in another context. So that's why it's constant work, because there is a uh, just a perfect mixture. All of that takes constant work. And as we engage more situations in life, we reflect back on it and go, ooh, that was not the best way I could have shown up. Well, how else might I have addressed or what else might I have done to in order to effectively deal with that situation in the future? So it's constant work. There is no, I've reached the pinnacle and I'm done. <laughs> done. I got the A. No. <laughs> done. Exactly. Check that box. <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> I like to think about, I, I like the way you're mentioning, it's almost like a recipe that we decide you know, what ingredients do we need to have a successful interaction with this person or this person or in this situation? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Now, before we get into a little bit of an overview of the model, do you mind sharing? Because I know a lot of people think that um, emotional intelligence was discovered in the 90s with Goleman's book. But there's, you know, there's a lot more to it. Can you share a little bit, uh, maybe a little history or background? Sure. So really, emotions were discussed way back. I mean, Charles Darwin wrote about emotions and his origin of species and why emotions are really important, but primarily to get us out of harm's way, automatic emotions that get us out of harm's way. But even if you go as far back as the founding fathers, I know for a fact Thomas Jefferson and Benjamin Franklin talked about emotions. And Thomas Jefferson specifically talked about the emotion of elation, the warm feeling that we get in the middle of our chest when we do something that be benefits a whole bunch of people or a community that we belong to or someone in our life that we we do a service for and all of a sudden that reward of doing that uh, service for them. So that's emotions have been discussed quite a long time ago, but really the words and the term emotional intelligence didn't really surface until the 1980s, early 1980s, when people began to see multiple forms of intelligence. And one of them is the effective use of my emotions to be able to fully understand what's going on with me self-perception, but then how much of that do I express and telegraph to the world around me, self-expression, and then how do I use that to be able to better manage my relationships with the world around me, and primarily we have relationships with people around us, whether professionally or personally. And then also the important role that emotions play in being able to make decisions. I mean, there isn't a decision in the world that we just think purely cognitively or logically about, there are always emotions in the background. So being able to understand and leverage the emotional data that gets we get signals of while we're making a decision or in order to better make an, a more effective decision. But then also in how do we handle life's challenges and stressors and that stress management. So that's kind of the total sum of our emotional intelligence. And we can't just do that cognitively and logically. We have to incorporate that emotional layer. Oh, absolutely. And I think if anything, in the last couple of years, people have realized just how important regulating and managing emotions and, and all of that stuff is. <laughs> absolutely. The pandemic has shed a whole different light whole on the situation different light. And the importance <laughs> of the matter. Yes. 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 Resiliency, all of that. Resilient. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, now, can you give us a little overview? I know we kind of went into a little bit already, but an overview of the EQI 2.0 model. Sure. So the EQ 
2.0 model is really important in the sense that it gives me, it breaks it down into its building bricks or building blocks so that then I can tackle and one particular area and do something about it. The beauty of this model is it transforms insight into action, or at least it helps us convert insights into action. Once I gain an insight into why I effectively dealt with one situation versus another that I really did not do so well in, once I have that knowledge, that insight, it needs to turn into action. So if I'm given feedback and I experience my team telling me, Hassan, you don't really listen very effectively or you don't listen much. You're on to the next idea or into presenting, you know, your next idea or your next uh, point as opposed to listening actively to me. Well, okay, now I know empathy is the the way I can target this. I need to work on my empathy and being able to at least develop some cognitive empathy, if not even emotional empathy. But it gives me a way to really break it down into its building bricks, and that way I can tackle one area or two, maximum three at any one point in time. So that's the, the, the beauty of this model, as opposed to other emotional intelligence models or theories that are out there. It's, it helps us uh, look at it from a 30,000-foot view in its totality. That's our total sum EQ, but then divide it into its composites, which are further divided into their subscales or elements, and I can do the work there. Yeah. Nice. So we have five composites, which you've already kind of mentioned, right? So self-perception. Can you just a little overview of each of those? Sure. So self-perception is really how self-aware am I? You know, how much am I in touch with who I am and what I'm about? But self-expression is how much of that knowledge do I telegraph to the world around me in effective ways? Both of them are done to be able to live my life and have authentic relationships with others. And that doesn't mean when things are going well purely, but how do I have the difficult conversations? How do I resolve or manage conflict with people around me and so forth? So during the good times and the bad times as well, how can I manage those relationships around me? But then once I do that, the other two composites were for quite some time, they were unique to the Reuven Baron or MHS model. Now other you know, individuals such as even uh, Daniel Goleman has paid attention to the importance of those aspects to emotional and social intelligence. And that is the decision making and how do I effectively use my uh, emotional information and data plus my cognitive capabilities to be able to make decisions effectively. And then how do I also stay attuned to my emotions and manage them well in order to better, better handle stress and life in general? Yeah. As it unfolds. yeah, I love that uh, part about the model too. And then more recently, uh, mm-hmm. we added happiness on there. Well-being. Yeah, so happiness. Now we're talking about the well-being indicator. That's kind of our overall well-being. And actually, there were two versions to EQI. There was EQI and then there was EQI 2.0. And they extracted that element of happiness or well-being indicator and put it as the capsule that encapsulates the entire model. And that is for a very, very good reason, which is our well-being is much more than simply our happiness. That's the most direct measure. But my well-being 
kind of emanates or surfaces from the fact that I'm able to utilize all the tools at my disposal, all the tools I refer to as the tools in our tool belt. Those are all the subscales of the model. When I am versatile enough in my utility of those and connected well enough to each of them that I'm able to use it when I need to, then all of a sudden that reflects in my overall well-being and happiness being healthy. Yes. (laughs) I mean, it's not that I don't have tough days or tough periods of my life, but I still find the process called life enjoyable and reward. I love that. Yeah, being happy now instead of waiting until uh, something, some sort of goal is achieved. Yes, it's indeed. more fulfilling. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I love that. So now, um, what I also love about this model is that there's. I know one of the first things I'm sure you experience this when you take people through classes is they want to know what their grade is. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yeah. So whether they've scored low or average or high, can you share a little bit about? Um, what that means that it's not a grade. It's not like a, you know, an IQ of like intelligence. Yes, absolutely. And I like the fact that you used it in contrast to IQ because IQ, thanks mom, thanks dad, thanks my genetic makeup. I am who I am. That's a fixed entity. IQ is a fixed entity. EQ, the score is a beginning of a conversation. I still need to shed light on what that means and how that manifests in my life. So really, do I want to be to have higher engagement? Yes, generally, it is true. But a strength magnified can become my liability. Yes. So having a very high score can be just as detrimental as a low, very low score, which means less connection to a specific subscale and its behavioral tendencies. So having good emotional intelligence now is about striking the perfect balance. So there is tension between certain elements of that model that needs to be retained. So I can be self-focused and take care of myself, but I can also be other-focused equally. So so my attention is not just on me, me, myself, and I, but it's about us as well, as about you. I can also be high in my emotional expression and in my assertiveness and all of that. But that's nicely balanced by having some impulse control to really be able to gauge how much I should express of myself. So really the tension between some of those subscales is what it's all about, is maintaining a good balance, effective balance, way more important than just having purely high scores. Yes. To not, we don't get the A in this situation. No, we don't. <laughs> right? Yeah, I love it. It's about the balance. And we'll actually be exploring that over the next 20 weeks under each of Wonderful. the different areas. You know, what happens if we're low in it and it's getting in our way? What happens if we're too high and it's getting in our way? So Absolutely. we'll explore each of that in, in each of the upcoming episodes. Absolutely. And, and context matters quite a bit. I mean, yes. sometimes I get a nurse, a judge, a teacher, and they all have practically the same score and empathy, but one or two may be having a very effective use of that empathy. And another person with the same score, maybe in their context, mm, yeah. not quite right. Yep. Huge, right? <laughs> yes, very much so. Now, before we embark on the rest of this journey, and before we get your final advice for this episode, can you share a little bit about OKA's product and services? 
Sure. So OKA is an organization development firm. Uh, we're a consulting firm, and we offer a lot of training and uh, leadership training, uh, leadership development, but also self-exploration, um, emotional and social intelligence being one of the assessments that we use. And we're assessment agnostic. Sometimes we use assessment, sometimes we don't. Uh, but there is the EQI, there is the drive, which looks at what drives us, what drains us, and how does that manifest in our lives. Also, there is, uh, you know, um, Myers-Briggs type indicator uh, for personality. Um, there are a variety of different tools and assessment, the uh, ISI, which is uh, influence style indicator, decision style profile. So there are a variety of different tools and assessment. But like I said, we try to find what is the client wanting and after what do they desire to, you know, explore and develop in. And based on that, we can customize our solution to them based on either rooted in an assessment or assessment independent. I love that. Support them in many different ways. <laughs> Absolutely. And we support leaders. We support teams. We support, we support professionals who just want to develop in their field. You know, nice. with the soft skills, most importantly, because we all know that many people get hired because of their technical skills, their subject matter <laughs> expertise, but where we flounder is because of the soft skills that are rather critical. Yes. Yeah. And, the, and we, we don't have like college degrees in soft skills, essentially, right? <laughs> of course. <laughs> Oh, oh, well, um, actually, let's go to your final piece of advice before we close it down. Emotional intelligence is one of the more important areas, if not overall, but particularly, I think the pandemic, as we mentioned earlier, highlighted the importance of that. Explore it. Uh, you know, don't don't take the old adage of uh, if you just compartmentalize your emotions and put them aside, you'll be able to deal with the situation mm -hmm. better. Not at all. Um, my piece of advice, if, if there's any, would be to explore that area of your life and see how effective you are and what areas do you need development in. I love it. And that's where we help out. We help people develop. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, thank you so much for joining us today, Hassan. You're most welcome. Thank you. If you'd like to learn more about Hassan, visit his website at oka-online.com. Have you ever been trapped by aliens in a military bunker, locked in a coffin, or had to save humanity from an outbreak of the zombie virus? The Escape Leads have. Learn about how to have fun while developing yourself at escapeleads.com. That's escape, L-E-T-E-S, dot com. 